Welcome to the Move Me to Texas podcast, your source for all things Houston. Each week, we break down what's going on and what's new in Houston and its suburbs. We provide you with market updates, plus a little bit of real estate news. Hello, my friends. What's going on? We're here with another episode of the Move Me to Texas podcast. Today, we are joined by Mike Brand Real Estate. That's my full name on the birth certificate. <laughs> it's weird that your mom named you Mike Brand Real Estate um, when she didn't even know that was something you were going to get into. Well, she knew I was destined for greatness, so she Did was she? just manifesting it early. Yeah. Huh. All right. So, what's new? Anything going on in your in your world? Do anything exciting this past weekend? Um, this past weekend, uh, I don't remember. I know I was like triple booked on Saturday, so busy, but the good kind of busy. Yeah. Um, for the most part, today I had a closing. Only two hours behind schedule, but we got it done. So buyers got to take the keys and actually buy the house today. Yeah, yeah, they're not living out of a motel anymore, which is great. <clears throat> Happy to facilitate that. So I got some new neighbors. What Very about cool. in your life? Um, not a ton. We um we went to. I don't know if you've ever done this before. Um, the Miller Outdoor Theater free concert. Have you ever been to one of those before? I haven't been to one of the free concerts, but I've been to that theater before. Really cool. We went to a free concert. You just like um, go online to their website on Thursdays and you, um, you know, click, click, click and get a free ticket and go, um, which I just saw this. Apparently, Live Nation is starting up this thing. Let me share my screen here. I thought this was pretty cool. Let me see. Chrome tab. All right. So they're doing this. Get tickets to all the big summer concerts for only $25. I don't know if you know who these guys are, but the Backstreet Boys. I heard they're back. <laughs> but anyways, $25 all-in tickets for 3,700 shows across North America this year. So that's so, per show, I'm assuming. Not per like show, not for all of the things. But they've got like Backstreet Boys, Dirk Bentley, Eric Church. Like, look at all these people. Wow. Wiz Khalifa. The, yeah, Wiz Khalifa. We got Nas, Zach Brown Band. That's quite the lineup to have on the same like sentence, really. <laughs> it's basically everyone you could think of that, you know, John Legend, Imagine Dragon. Like, I mean, these, these are some big names, right? The so, who? um, who? Yep. Where? What? Um, and yeah, $25 tickets. They go on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But like, here's, I mean, there's a lot of them. So I'm not going to. I see a couple of comedy names on there, which is pretty great. Yeah. Got Russ. I'm actually going to a Russ concert this month. Very cool. Pretty excited about. So yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, so very interesting. Top. Interesting that they're still touring. <laughs> Um, also the, the band I saw at, uh, Miller Outdoor Theater was Heart by Heart. And so it's basically like the band Heart, right? Um, but it was just two, like the bassist and the drummer. And then they had like other people that were there as well. <clears throat> like, gotcha. That's one of those that you're like, oh man, they're still, they're still out there. Um, yeah. all right. Real estate news. Real estate news. The news of the real estate. So um, one of the things that 
gets posted every month is the first real estate snapshot. This comes out basically a week before the full month market update for the Houston area. So new listings for the month of April were down 0.4%. So there are only 12,000 new listings um, versus 12,000. Oh, sorry. 12,390 listings versus 12,444. Yeah. Which I mean, less than half a percent, quite the marginal difference, but it is a difference. Yeah. So slightly less there. Active listings though were up, right? So we had 10,000, almost 11,000 listings last year. Now we had almost 12,000 active listings. Um, so again, not a huge significant, you know, jump, but, um, we had, a we had a few more, right. And then the average list price was up 12.7%. So it'll be interesting once they kind of tally all the numbers, what it'll look like as far as the actual average sales price. Um, and if that went up as well, but I would venture to guess it did. My hot take is that it did. Um, I mean, my question to you is with new listings being down about a half percent, again, fairly marginal, but would you say that is more people kind of holding off until the summer actually hits like right as school, uh, school semester ends? Um, sorry, I was just looking at some of these comments about all of these Bitcoins. I just got distracted. Um, (laughs) so, um, no, I mean, I think that honestly, for the amount of listings like being down 12444-12390, that's a difference of 54 listings across the entire, you know, greater Houston area. I don't think it's like, oh, you know, 54 people decide to wait this year. Like, I think it's just probably timing, right? Sure. So I would, I would say not a significant impact. I, you know, I, I think that for a lot of people that we, we've been talking to, um, you know, as far as for on the sales side, like a lot of them are like, you know, we know interest rates are going up. If they're also buying, they are, you know, trying to get it, I would say sooner, even if it's less convenient due to school or job or whatever, they're like, let's just get it on the market and get it sold sooner because interest rates are going to keep ticking up. Yeah. Money is more important than school. For some people. I mean, in others, it's like, <laughs> ah, the difference is marginal. So let's just go. Right. Um, certain Michael Jordan quote comes to mind that I won't say. What is it? Uh, F them kids. <laughs> never. I've never heard that one. Really? No. It's my favorite. Uh, yeah. I was thinking it was going to be something like uh, more. I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but thank you for that. No. Um, all right. Matt has a question about seeing if uh, homes are REO properties. So we haven't seen a ton. Um, you know, we normally get lists of like pre foreclosure property, stuff like that. Um, if you are on HIR.com, um, if you come in to HIR.com, basically what you can do is in this search bar here, click on more filters and you can search for foreclosures. And I'm going to search in the Houston Gulf Coast region and hit search and you can see any foreclosures and it looks like there are 42 foreclosures in the system and let's see if we can take out can we take out any pendings there should be a pendings take out only ones that are active for sale and that shows me 17 foreclosures yeah they're not 
not super common from what I've been seeing. Um, <clears throat> I know I've had a handful of people reach out to me asking about them, but I don't know with the with the way the market is with a lot of people wanting to buy buy low whatever they can. I don't know that, uh, that there's a lot to be had there. I mean, there's 17 that are currently in the system. Right out of 12,000 listings. <laughs> oh, some of these aren't aren't very close either. Oh wow! When you look at them on the floor in Beaumont, that's uh that's being ambitious. Uh, this one. I guess it looks nice. Well, let's see. We haven't got. Oh, sorry. I thought I was packing for Paris. Huh. Okay. Oh. Interesting. Anyway, oh. Yeah, oh. Definitely some interesting choices. Eclectic. To say the least. Interesting. Okay. Uh, we could we could go. Uh, we can go for days on this. But yeah, yeah, basically you can you can search as a filter with HAR on foreclosures. Um, if you click on the home screen, you click on add more filters and you can search for the foreclosures. Um, I found this to be interesting. I saw this article uh, from a company called Realty Hop and it basically was like, how much square footage could you get for $350,000? Like <clears throat> throughout different parts of the country? Throughout different parts of the country. Okay. What do you think was the, where do you think you can get the most space? I mean, I'm inclined to say Texas. Um, Everything is bigger in Texas. This is, this is our slogan. Um, I got, it's gotta be somewhere in the South or like something way out, out of, out of the blue, like Kansas. Any other thoughts? It's the best I got. Um, all right. Do you want me to just tell you? Uh, yes, please. All right. The one number one place is Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know <laughs> at one point in time, you could go on eBay and find a warehouse for like 10 bucks. You know, um, that would have been nice. I wish I had I wish I had that money back then. Um, all right, so here's the map of what things get you. And so basically Detroit is the number one at four thousand seven hundred and sixty nine square feet. Wow. Um, Birmingham, Alabama comes in second place at four thousand six hundred and thirty one square feet. And these are within the city limits too, which I think is kind of interesting. Oh wow. Um, Cleveland, Ohio comes in third at 3,907 square feet, 3,907. Um, and then Lubbock, Texas. So there was a Texas in the top five at 3,569 square feet. And finally, number five, Wichita, Kansas, hmm. 3,475 okay. square feet. So I wasn't completely out of. You know, I, I wasn't too far off. I guessed to Texas, I guessed to Kansas, and I said South, which Birmingham falls into. So I'll take it as a win. 
yeah, you basically won. Here's yeah. what's even crazier. So in Cleveland, Ohio, you can get uh, for three hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can get you get you three thousand nine hundred and seven square feet, right? Yeah. You could add together what you would get in Los Angeles, California, Honolulu, Hawaii, Irvine, and San Jose in California, Boston, Mass, Fremont, California, New York City, and San Francisco, and that's the same of what that would get you in Cleveland, Ohio. Like, check out this. Jeez. Check this out. Like, wow. Cleveland, Ohio, or less 500 square feet or less ish in all of those places. Yeah. Well, I was looking at just San Francisco alone. $350,000 gets you 350 square feet. Yeah. Like, that's so San Fran, <laughs> New York, Fremont, Boston. It's all under 500 square feet. I can't even fathom that. I wonder if there's even. Like the fridge takes up half the space. I wonder if there's even. I would venture to guess that there's not even something that you can. Okay, no, you can get something under. But what I was going to say is like, could you even get something that size? You know? Yeah. But it looks like you can. Square foot. Wow. So obviously all of these are, you know, averages and stuff like that, but. I mean, that's like an RV that doesn't move. You'd probably be better off spending your money on an RV. Yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. We've been seeing a lot of people moving from the San Jose area. Huh, I wonder why. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Crazy. Uh, so anecdotally, this isn't like a, you know, give me the stats behind it, but like, do you feel like you've seen um buyers decide or have you seen buyers decide that they don't want to purchase with interest rates going up um not necessarily uh most of the stuff that i've seen people are just like oh i really just want to wait and see what the market is going to do um which is really just like you know lack of education on current matters which is where you know my job begins really of letting them know what the interest rates are going to, you know, what what the increase in interest rate is going to do to the market and how that effect is going to land. So um, people seem to be receptive of it, but as you know, as expected, there's a fair bit of pushback. So um, yeah, I haven't seen anybody concerned about the interest rates as much as like the housing bubble that's going to pop. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of with interest quote rates, unquote, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. Bubble. For for those that are listening and not watching, Mike was using air quotes when he said, quote, housing bubble, end quote. Anyways, um, I think the thing with interest rates that like I know we've been bringing up with a lot of our clients and our lenders have been bringing up with the clients as well is that like if you're viewing homes that's at the top of your pre-approval level, you probably need to like get everything refreshed to make sure that you still can – purchase that home, you know, if you're, if you're pre-approved for $400,000 and you're looking at houses that are $400,000 with interest rates ticking up, you may no longer qualify for that. Um, so that's something that, you know, getting your pre-approval, um, you know, kind of refreshed and then to rerun your file just to make sure you're still good. Cause that's nothing's more annoying than like getting an offer accepted on a home and then realizing that like the interest rate's gone up and you can no longer afford it. Right. Especially after, you know, if you've had a, if you've had more time spent trying to find a home, if you've put in five, six, seven, eight 
10, 12 offers in and you haven't been accepted. And that's all time that the interest rates could have gone up. So um, it would be absolutely terrible to get your 13th offer accepted, finally have that weight off your shoulders and then get your dreams crushed. Lucky number 13. It's like I picked it. It's crazy. That's weird. That's real weird. Um, yeah, no. So, I mean, I think um, the Fed meets, I think, tomorrow. Today's Tuesday. I think they meet tomorrow. Um, and and likely what will come out of that is, you know, they're going to increase their rates, which will probably impact interest rates. Um, and, yeah. Um, the other thing that we've been advising clients is locking um, their rates. So mm-hmm. as soon as you get your offer accepted, getting, you know, your rate locked, um, some lenders are able to lock sooner, but generally speaking, most lenders are going to be able to lock it, uh, when you get an offer accepted on a new home. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, it's definitely worth asking your lender if they can do some sort of rate lock. I mean, it's going to cost of course, but if they can do any sort of preliminary rate lock, uh, saved one of my buyers recently where, I think it was our 20th offer that got accepted um, and interest rates had gone up quite a lot, quite a lot in that month and a half long journey. So they were saved there by that, you know, whatever that upfront expense was, it definitely saved them in the long run. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's what I think um, one of the things we were talking about today, um, just earlier with going through, you know, some, some of Mike's pending deals and stuff like that is like, um, the lenders that we work with, we've vetted, we've worked with a lot, like they offer products that not everyone uh, offers. So like the extended rate lock, I think is something else that's important. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, your, your cousin may have used a letter previously or whatever it may be. Um, I would always uh, highly, highly recommend that you get a second opinion um, from, you know, your realtor's preferred lender. Yeah. And at the very least, at least get one local. Because there's nothing worse than the day of closing, waiting for your lender to send something to the title company, but they have two more hours until they wake up. Not that it's a fresh wound or anything, but. Huh. That seems like a very specific, specific. Specific scenario. Yeah, I can. Specific scenario. Seems that way. So um, Matt's asking if he if we think that the rise in rates has contributed to rent appreciation. So, I mean, we were seeing rent prices go pretty high even last year. Um, we do some of our team does help with uh, rentals and things like that. And one thing that we've seen um, both on the rental listing side, as well as when we have tenants that are looking for places is multiple offers on rental listings and really just a lack of inventory. Um, even on the rental side, we were seeing it, you know, all throughout 2021, um, this year, you know, we haven't seen it or we have seen it as well. Um, you know, I think that, um, it'll be interesting to see if the interest rate increase has an impact. Um, I know some people that I was working with or had talked to that were wanted investment properties, you know, got their numbers rerun and, investment property interest rates tended to track a little higher than primary residents. And they were like, Nope, the, the numbers no longer work. I'm not gonna, you know, buy a rental. So um, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's always a bit of a lag too, right? The, the sales market is going to do something. And then there's typically a, a 
few month interim between that and then it affecting the rental market. So like I've got some clients right now that are looking for uh, rental properties and yeah, like the current, the current rental comps don't show as much, but they're pretty confident that in the next couple months that the rental prices can be a little bit higher as they track. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I know you haven't done a ton of rentals in a while, but have you seen like, uh, or have any ideas to like how much people have been asking or offering over list price on a rental? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I haven't seen more than like one or $200, but that's still a substantial amount. <laughs> that's a <laughs> decent amount of money. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a handful of like 50 to a hundred. Yeah. I think like some of the more desirable areas like Katy or, or Sugar Land I've seen the 200 mark or they'll pay like six months up front or whatever the, the case may be. That's what I feel like I've seen a lot of people also try to like, okay, Hey, if I'm going to pay 50 or a hundred bucks more a month, like can we lock this in for a two year lease or lock it in for a three year lease <laughs> or something to where it's like willing to give this to you. But like, you know, I'm conceding here, right. By giving more, but like, let's, you know, hook me up for the next how many ever years. Yeah. Which I mean, renters are just looking for steady income anyway. So yeah 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 no i mean that's um you know an interesting thing but i mean it's definitely been difficult um pretty much the a couple people that i was working with were have decided to no longer look for a rental property just because like unless for what they were looking for as far as long-term rentals like the numbers just don't that don't work for them um, I think that it's difficult if you're looking for both ca cash flow and appreciation. Like, you know, they want it to be a cash flowing property and also want it to go up in value, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, over, you know, the next um, yeah. you know, year. No, I'm kidding. Kind of. Not really. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's like the the big draw of like if you're able to buy cash, right? cash flow is immediate there's not like a percentage you're, you're only a percentage you're making you're making more per month so lots yeah. to consider when dealing with uh income properties one of many things to consider if you actually want to be a uh, a landlord um so which is something you want to get into yeah yeah um Mentally preparing myself for uh, yeah. whatever headaches may come. Yeah. Well, and I think for your plan of investing, like I would just build into the numbers of having a property manager. Cause if you're going to have places, Mike wants to buy places like not only in Texas, but in other places as well. So it's like, you know, if you're not there locally, I think it makes sense to have someone else manage it. It's it I think it's worth the money, you know, to have yeah. a buffer between you and the tenants. Cause you don't want to be like, snowboarding down the mountain and they're calling you that their toilets backed up. So it's not something I want to deal with when I'm on the mountain. <laughs> um, all right. Any, anything else as far as advice for a buyer, if they're thinking about purchasing a, a home in Houston today? Uh, if you're thinking about purchasing a home in Houston today, I mean, talk to us today, right? I mean, if you have any concerns, we can obviously answer the questions in the most educated and informed manner and, and keep you, bring you up to speed uh, with what we know. Um, we do 
pretty great buyer consultations to make sure that you're informed on uh, on the options moving forward to make sure that we can put you in a position to win. I mean, that's where I think a lot of agents are lacking. So um, they don't really have a plan in place where we have systems set, ready to go. So it's probably the biggest thing. Just if you're thinking about it, talk to us. It doesn't cost anything to talk to us. So don't hesitate. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. I think that the... Um if you think that it may be too early to talk to, to someone, I mean, I've had people that we've met a year. I mean, I've obviously been doing this for longer than you have. I had people that like I met two, three years before they even bought a home. Right. And it was like, you know, we stayed in touch. We, we chat every once in a while and then, you know, they got everything personally ready to go, you know, two years later and then they bought. So, um, you know, some people we meet immediately and they're ready to buy today and others it's a little bit longer of a process. So it's never too early to reach out and start it. Yeah. In worst case scenario, you walk away knowing something that you didn't before. So knowledge is power. The more you know. Can you That's what I was more? like. I was like, <laughs> um, you know, we spend too much time together when you say something that we both think of like the same like little. I, here, do you call it a gif or a gif? I call it a gif. Okay, good. You're my people. Because it's correct. Yeah, that's G-I-F. All right. I think that's all, all we've got for today. I think on, that's the, the note we should end on. Um, if you're still listening to this, I would like to know uh, via DM, because like, unless you're on YouTube, if you pronounce it GIF with a G or GIF, like the peanut butter. Um, so if you're on YouTube, just comment below peanut butter or correct, you know, GIF or GIF. I'm going to put it on a, on an Instagram story too. So follow me on Instagram at Mike Grand Real Estate and then Vote on my story. Uh, I'm really curious to see also. If you're still actually listening to this. And if someone's actually listening to this at a later date, like then it wouldn't be on a story. But that's beside the point. Just you're go still to follow. follow him on Instagram. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for having me. Later.